0: Heyo, Johnny Dumas here, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and welcome to Team Engineered. If you're looking to lead a team of engineers or engineer your team for greatness, tune in now with your podcast hosts, Jade Green and Kyle Probert, and be prepared to ignite. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Team Engineered. We have had a bit of a sabbatical for, I don't know, two weeks or so as we've had Easter going on and like. I don't know, three or four short weeks and a whole heap of chaos going on. So apologies to everyone that is listening. We have had a little bit of time off, but we are back and we're rolling into it. And today, sort of struggling to find something to talk about, we thought, let's get some monkeys off our back.
1: Those monkeys, they're getting heavy.
0: (laughs) Man, they're getting heavy. They're getting heavy. For everyone that doesn't know what we mean, the monkeys on your back, all those extra things that you decide to carry along that you don't really need to. And for the geeks out there that want to geek out on the whole story, if you look up, it's from the Harvard Business Review back in around about 1971, the story was written about having the monkeys on your back. So there's a little bit of a geek out for you. Go go researching that. We will drop a link to the story in the notes somewhere. Quite funny to read, but- What we're talking about is getting the monkeys off your back so that you can do your best work and not be bogged down.
1: And most importantly, that we're not carrying other people's monkeys. So often what we see is leaders, especially people that have little patience for training or, you know, no one does it better than me. People, we don't know any of those, do we, Car? They just pick up monkeys because it's just, you know, easier just to do it themselves or they could be bothered or, you know. No one does it as well as me, so I might as well just do it. And so we're picking up monkeys that don't belong to us along the path as well, and we need to offload so that we can step up into our geniuses and put the monkeys squarely back where they belong (laughs) as well. You impressed me with the, literally we just decided the topic before we came on, and you're like, oh, and I have this other business review from here. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Okay, well played, sir, well played.
0: As I said, we're going to geek out a little bit. Now, I have to admit... (laughs) I have to, I've got a confession to make. I know that right at the moment I'm carrying lots and lots of monkeys and I do know that it's all my fault. So, you know, for for everyone listening, how does it happen? Well, something doesn't quite go to plan. Something doesn't quite work. And someone comes in and says, this isn't working. And so what you do is you go, all right, I'll look at it. And then someone else comes to you and says, this also isn't working. All right, fix that as well. I'll get to that. And I know for me at the moment, I've got some new team members in. We've got some processes that aren't working real well. And so I'm really, really bogged down in fixing a lot of those things. The really, really important thing for me right now is to make sure that as I'm fixing them, I'm actually fixing it for everyone else to be able to deal with it.
1: Mm. So we actually had an an example yesterday on our coaching call where there was a, a, a monkey we thought we'd offloaded to uh, to someone previously in terms of a process that was supposed to be developed that we thought was developed and able to pass on and then we and the whole idea is to not have you touch it at all yeah. and the situation is unfortunately that hasn't happened and then we're trying to diagnose the the root cause of that so if we were to go back in hindsight and look at what where the ball may have been dropped or maybe we didn't because we didn't back in those days there wasn't the painted picture of success wasn't necessarily given where do you think what's the learning for the listeners on that situation
0: <laughs> it's all my fault
1: <laughs> i love the extreme ownership <laughs> so if, if it is all your fault was it that you didn't paint what done looks like or we didn't look at it from the other people who had the the profile of the other people that had to pick it up was it that you didn't check, check the work what was the what was the stuff
0: so the the, the first problem was that yeah you know, as I said it's my fault so I I really didn't define clearly enough what should have been the outcome so the painted picture now of course to To quickly go over what does painted mean, rather than just explain or draw what the picture of success is, paint it in all those details. So that's Renee Brown's work. So paint every single detail. If you think about how someone paints a portrait, and I have no frigging idea how someone can paint something that looks like a photo, but that's the amount of detail that we need to put into things. So What does
1: done look like from all dimensions?
0: Yes, Yes. Maybe I need a 3D printer to help me do that.
1: Yeah, that's you Yeah. <laughs> so, Download course, the idea into a print. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, hey, we've got a business idea here. <sighs> it's, it's a 3D printer. It yeah, yeah. takes a picture from here. I like it. I really like it. Yeah, let's that do might it. might be scary some days. It definitely. I reckon it'd go into meltdown with my brain some weeks. We did just squirrel off a little bit. So I didn't actually paint a clear enough picture about what we needed for success. And the, the detail. So the, the little pieces about where the important steps were that, that stuffed mm-hmm. it up. So. What we were talking about was a, a student onboarding process. So it sounds really, really easy. If you've never ever worked in a in an RTO or in a training business, it sounds really easy. All you do is you take the money off people and you put them in a classroom. It's a piece of cake. So it's actually not, except and,
1: for all of the regulations and auditing and <laughs> compliance and bleh. all the
0: compliancy stuff that yeah. you know. So you know, there. I think from memory, we've got like thirty-two steps. That that we need to go through, yeah. Getting now that we're getting to that absolute painted picture, that that fine detail. So, you know, what what we've found and what I've found, and and I've said this a couple of times, is every thread that I've pulled on to try and fix, I've found fifteen more problems, mm-hmm. and it, it's things like we missed a step, so we didn't actually have it fully mapped out what we had to do, so we missed a step, and. We missed a step at step ten, which stuffed up the previous ten steps and meant that we had to change everything completely. So, the first problem was didn't paint that picture of success right down to the the absolute detail of where it was super important. We kind of left that to the wrong people to make the decisions on. Yeah. So that's that's. Let my me
1: thoughts. ask you: Why didn't you do that? Was it an awareness thing? Like, didn't know what needed to be done, or I was too busy thought they'd figure it out, what, what led to not painting what done looked like?
0: Ooh, I reckon it was probably a bit of both. Probably not knowing exactly everything that needed to be painted out for everyone, but also having the the belief that the team was able to and leaving them to actually do it. So without without getting into a situation where we're now going, oh, you should have had more control of it because I don't think that's the case. I think probably more milestones along the way for review would mm-hmm. have actually saved maybe not saved but, but would have found the problems earlier in the process so that we could step back to
1: yeah so what i hear there is and obviously cuz i know a little bit more as well we didn't really create a project of what needed to be done because it's a bit of it's a it's a, a high value high importance big consequence when this thing doesn't work properly. So it's worth the time and energy to create a project. And if we're going to help our team members to do it, then mapping that out and taking the time is going to pay dividends in the end, right? So in hindsight, creating a project and looking at the scope and really understanding, I think also, if I think about this specific one, maybe the consequence wasn't clear enough as well of what happens when shit goes wrong or if we do it wrong yep. and therefore empowering the people that are doing it to ask more questions if they're unsure. So uncovering the problem behind the problem, what are we trying to solve with creating this project? So we're doing this project because, because we know, start with why, Simon Sinek, right? We know if we want someone to do a really great job and to do it as well as we want it done, they need to know why we're doing it and if they understand the why, they are far better at the how, and they question things, and they're a little bit more enrolled and they're you know they got more skin in the game for it, and they can think a little bit more along the process of the knock-on effects. So I think a we need to create a project plan like B, we would
0: for any other customer,
1: like we like we would for a customer. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, mirror for myself. Do you know what's open on my <laughs> screen right now? I have a I have a ClickUp tab. No no shirt. This is what it says. It says, "Create projects in ClickUp." <laughs> <laughs> like I would for any other client, Or, everyone or my team else. to set them up <laughs> for success. Yes. <laughs> so, create the project. Step one, right? Or it could be step. Could reverse back step two, but understand the why we are doing this in a way that we can communicate it to anyone that's being involved in it, so that they can get the emotional enrollment in it as well and hopefully we've got some geniuses even better than us that can think through when we, they know the why they can interject their personality yep. but understanding the problem behind the problem so why so you tell me why were you why was this a project why did we need to fix this what was the what was the trigger point to go we need to create this process
0: everything was stuffed up <laughs> and <everything> was stuffed. <laughs> so we implemented some new software for our, so we now do digital assessments and those digital assessments are obviously in their own little platform. And when we originally set it up, it worked one way and then there was an upgrade to that. There was an upgrade to another piece of our software and all of a sudden it was a really big mess. And when I say a really big mess, instead of students being enrolled in 20 or 30 units over here, they're getting enrolled in 450 units And it was just a nightmare. And so to try and sift through all of that was absolute overwhelm for everyone involved. You know, like our trainers just look at it and, you know, instead of it being 20 or 30, they're looking at 450 and going, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it was that big, you know, the magnitude was that big that it just left people going, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so... As a part of that, we had to work with both those software providers to fix all of the integration stuff first, but then in that process, we had to get our process right so that this bit talked to this bit the way we were expecting it to. And then, most importantly, it meant that our trainers could do their best work with the students so that the students were getting what they needed when they needed it, and the trainers knew how to get it to them when they needed it. Because the last thing that we want for our trainers is for them to be off doing things that don't support students. Yeah. that that's the last thing we want.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So if we captured all of that into sort of a project plan or brief for the person picking it up. So I know that the person picking it up, their the core purpose of their role is to clear the hurdles so that the Ripple creators, the trainers, can deliver awesome quality training and they're not busy doing shit that they shouldn't be doing. They can stay focused on the customer experience, right? So if what I want people to hear there is we've also linked back into what's the purpose of the role and reminding the person who's doing this task, this is the purpose of your role, is to help the trainers clear the hurdles so they can do what they do. The problem is this is overwhelming. They can't do their job and we can't satisfy the customer. So this is why it's ultimately important. And then going right, okay. We also have too many people in it, so it's a really inefficient system. We're burning man hours on it, which means we've got people not being able to do their other jobs as well. So that's another another problem. And then the next problem down is the students aren't getting what they need either. So we kind of have these three
0: impact that we want.
1: Yeah. So we have these kind of three things that are problems underneath. And then if we dive down again, like the ultimate solution. That we're trying to create. So we go, what's the problem behind the problem? And then what's the, what's really the solution? What's really the outcome that we're looking for? Okay, we're looking for a process that can be handled by the administration person or team without input from anybody else that is that takes X amount of time to, to, to implement. So it's in a time frame and doesn't, yeah, it doesn't require touching by anybody else. And on the end is. Looks like this for the customer,
0: yep.
1: Right, and so then we can know now we can paint what done looks like, and we've got a really clear framework. And often, like you said before, we don't know what we don't know when we're when we're scoping a project of this magnitude, which is why it's super important to map out the milestones and go. Okay, cool. Well, maybe week one is we pull in the people who use it at the moment and we do a brainstorm. And like what we've done with your journey before, we map out the customer journey, and we look yep. at all of these touch points, and that's where we uncover this thirty-two. And then we get all the feedback from the different players of what's not working. So then we can, and so milestone for week one is come up with the actual project plan.
0: Yeah, finish the plan off. What's what's the yep. scope? Because often, and now if um, you know any of our listeners work in any sort of project type work. Most of the time you're starting the project with the scope of finishing the scope, <laughs> you know, and, and working through all the other pieces that need to come together. And you know, it's very, very rare that we start a project, you know, not just a quoted job, but a project where the scope stays the same. It it often creeps and it creeps because there's unknowns in the in the process. Sometimes that that creep is actually in benefit of our customers, and sometimes it's, you know let's say, not, not necessarily benefit, but often it costs more, but sometimes it costs less as well because yeah. actually we don't have to do all of this stuff. We found all of this stuff that we don't have to do now. We can bring it back down a little bit. Mm.
1: Yeah, so often it's just like knowing what by when, like what's the outcome that we want to get by when, and mm. then it's a matter of reverse engineering potentially throughout the process and once you hit those markers to know what the next step. What One of the things that we did yesterday on that training session with the problem solving was thinking about who else needs to be considered. So we talked about doing a brainstorm, and bringing in the other users of the system. Why is it? Why do you think it's important to potentially at the beginning of a process like this bring in other people? What What would be the benefits, and who would you want to have in the room to do that?
0: So it, it throws me straight into this our. Ris- a test yesterday. Ris- <laughs> I'm, I'm going into geek mode a little bit. It, it's it's all of. For us, we do a lot of risk management stuff. And so risk management is all about consultation as much as identifying risks. And the reason for the consultation is to eliminate the shadows as much as anything else. So the shadows are the blind spots. So we can't see what's what's wrong because our focus is here, not over there. And so we need that consultation with everyone else that's involved, that has a stake. You know, we talk about stakeholders. So everyone that's got some sort of involvement in the project often has a different perspective that helps us to find those shadows and, and light them up.
1: Yeah. So for everyone that's listened to our stuff before, the the, the genius zones as well, the different points of view, like if we've got a, a a high-end creative big picture, having those people that can look at the detail for us and, and think through a situation that our brain may not have automatically gone to.
0: Yeah, and that, that was the problem for me. Was yeah you know, the the steps like we talk about this thirty two steps in this process now for me there's five <laughs> yeah you know, I see five but then of course it's well what happens after this oh yeah you've got to do this okay so that's another step yeah yeah but that's just a part of that step that's more. just
1: part that's like that's like that's like, that's, like that's a like and that's two b. point a and yeah, two point yeah.
0: b like so and and look this this is exactly what you're saying about the genius is. You know, for for me, I go, you know, you go from this step to this step, but for someone that is really detail-orientated and particularly if we want this to be repeatable, we need that detail-orientated because otherwise the creative gets involved and it might not be the same every time.
1: No, we just wing it (laughs) go with gut. You know, I know the system so I can just do it. So one of the things, I don't know if we've done a podcast on this, the way to get to simplicity is is in the detail and the complexity, right? So if we want a system to run simply and repeatedly, it's often the detail and the complexity of that project plan that ensures that nothing fucks up and it's simple, right? (laughs) But to get to simple, uh, it reminds me of the quote from Four Disciplines of Execution, Uh, says easy does hard, (laughs) So, really going granular level, like if we really want, I used to teach when it's like literally, I could teach a monkey to do this job when I used to teach recruitment. Because <laughs> I mean, every single step had a if if x then y, but if y doesn't end up y, it ends up z. Then this, then that, and there was literally you could click boxes on a slide deck that would take them into different. So
0: Ray Dalio talks about you know, having a formula for every decision in the business. Yeah. So, you know, in, in his, you know, fund management business, they have a formula for all of their decision-making. And, you know, he he prides himself and spent a lot on a lot of time formulating all of his decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his, his book's principles is all about those formulas. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's pretty pretty amazing to think that a business that big works essentially on formulas.
1: Yeah. Well. This also then brings me back to book city today. The Old school. Here's the old school one. E-myth, right? (laughs) So the E-myth, the McDonaldizing principles, right? If we create the system and the process with enough detail that it's so simple, literally you can pick up someone from one place, dump it in another, ta-da, right? If we're doing handover or we want something to just run smoothly, that's the level that we we want to do it. Like it's exactly, I don't know what it is, like exactly two and a half minutes that the burger's on one side before it gets flipped. No, not five seconds before, not five seconds after, yep. etc. cetera, if we want to have a replicable product. The same with anything like this. When consistent,
0: it's a, consistent. Consistent. Not Cons- reputable. Yeah.
1: Infamous no, maybe? Replicable. Not reputable. Replicable. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, I don't fucking have time to do that. Well, oh, I tell yes. you, you don't have time.
0: You don't have time to
1: do Kyle right now, which is fix all these things. The other monkeys, the monkeys, the monkeys. Because when it is something of this magnitude, the undoing of all of those clusterfucks takes way more energy and creates way more problems and risks the business as well because you could end up with unhappy customers you could end up getting audited because we don't have the right things in the right place potentially yep. like the, you could end up with people not getting invoiced because <laughs> they didn't drop through the system in the right way there's so like so you really need to think about what is the consequence of not spending the time up front but also who else can you involve and empower and if you give the right direction and the clarity, then they have the ability to come back and get even if they go and do 80% of the work and present it to you, then you can pull it apart and just make it the next step. Yeah. And this is why I think those milestones are important because you can go, okay, cool. We've done the discovery, the the project map as such. And then the week two might be, okay, go away and have a look at this, this, and this, or and you've got your markers step one. or step one, and then <laughs> see what comes out at the bottom of that. And come back, and we could have a fifteen-minute chat on like a like a scrum. Yep. On where are we at? Where are we stuck? Who else do we need to speak to? Where else could you get advice or an answer? Cool. Bang. Next. Yep. Rather than getting like you said, down to ten step ten, and then realizing when we make that mistake, it fucks the other ten.
0: <laughs> it screws everything. And then that
1: that could have been five weeks worth of work. Yep. You've burnt mass man hours on and opportunity cost in terms of the process. So roughly, like if you thought about, in hindsight, Kyle, the this particular project, if you would have sat down and did the template we did yesterday on the problem solving and created a click-up for you guys for the project and then painted what done looks like and set up those milestones, all, all said and done just to get to that level, how much actual time do you think of yours as the leader would have been required.
0: I probably really at the start of it probably needed maybe five or six hours to kick it off yeah. and really with maybe 20-ish hours of import, we probably would have had a much better outcome.
1: Yeah. If you were to think about the hours that have been burnt across the whole no. team. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not going there. There's no table. <laughs> there is zero rum and we're not going down that rabbit hole. Of Make,
0: <laughs> makes Kyle cry.
1: Rocking it, and crying Kyle in the corner. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's cost us that tenfold. You know, it, it's just hand and we're over not done costing yet. us on and on and on. It keeps costing us yeah. time. And yeah, you know, now, now I'm picking up monkeys everywhere, fixing it and yeah. trying to throw them all off. Yeah. So you know it just over and over it's it's cost us.
1: Yeah. So I think they say every hour of preparation saves 10 in the game on average?
0: Absolutely. I reckon we would have been well and truly ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. What else do you think people need to consider? What else do I we do in the-,
0: the whole The whole story that we've just sort of spoken about, I think it's really, really important for either, or actually I'll say in particular, it's really, really important for small business owners and, you know, Teams that might be starting small for those team leaders to think about this sort of stuff. This is conversations that I've, I've had with people that are, I want to put an employee on at the moment. Okay. Are you ready for it? No. Have you got a process for everything you want them to do? Have you got it written down? Have you got videos recorded? Have you got the paperwork for it? You know, could you hand it to me and me be able to do everything except the the technical bit, like the, you know, if, if you're a psychologist, could I do everything apart from read the brains? Yeah. Like, you know, I, sh- I should be able, you know, I should know how to do the invoicing. I should know how to do timesheets. I should know how to contact the clients. I should know how to answer the phone when the phone rings. You know, I should know what my email looks like. All of those things. Do you have all of that stuff documented? If you're in a small team, it should be the same things, you know, like you might not have to worry about invoicing, but, you know, does everyone know how to do their time sheets? Like, it sounds really, really stupid. Do they know where to log on? Can they log on? All of that little stuff that's just putting monkeys on your back because then it's a oh, okay. I'll help you with that. Okay, by Feeling the time you help right ten, now. yeah, you're now helping ten people do time sheets when you could have handed them a piece of paper that told them how to do it.
1: Feeling triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a hold uh, around me trying when, to pay someone today and having to have enough trying to wait on hold for fair work <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know it, it's it's fairly common though isn't it like like think about everyone that's in that owner operator type phase and and i i talk about this as owner operator in a team working in a business that owner operator owning your own business you know okay so you know i'm now building my team And I know how to do all of these things, so I'll bring someone else in and they can help me with it. But if you don't have all of that stuff done, you know, instead of two of you doing three times the work, it's two of you doing half the work.
1: Yeah. And then I often see we find people getting resentful in terms of that they've, you know, they're trying to do all these other things, but they've got to help this person. Like they brought on this person to help them, but they get resentful about helping them to get up to speed, which is, you know, we understand that you're busy and another energy and someone's, and then that has a knock-on effect and the person doesn't want to ask for help and it's a complete shitstorm. What we'll do is get the podcast team to link out to our onboarding success podcast that we've previously done as well that helps and there's a whole lot of thinking around that. But it's such an important point, right? We, it's, ugh. Who wants to make systems and processes? <laughs> Not us. Yeah, we're very good at it when we do it. Uh, we've just got to get in the right state. <laughs> just <laughs> gonna get gonna get in the right state and remind ourselves of the pain of what happens when you don't, right? Yeah.
0: The motivation.
1: Um, yeah. So I think there's there's a couple of things there. You really do need to think, need to think through can you afford to fuck this up on yep. whatever it is. Can you afford the 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 t- the downtime or the expenditure if you don't if you don't find the time? And I know everyone is super, super busy, but we all have the same hours in the day as Beyonce or what seems to be more common now is Elon Musk, because you know, apparently he gets more shit done.
0: <laughs> Only takes a day to buy Twitter.
1: <laughs> it does, right? When you've got um, enough
0: money to throw around, that's probably true.
1: Yeah. I'm sure the strategy behind it took a little bit longer. But I'd say so. When you really do look at the stuff that you a lot of the time, and I'd say with 90% of the time when I work with clients and they tell me they don't have enough time, when I sit down and I look at what they do, I'm like, right. Firstly, all notifications need to go. Secondly, not your fucking monkey. And that might be if, if you spend one hour handing over that task, you buy yourself 10 hours in the week. Yep. Right. So looking at where do you, Get into the highest best use, and something like this is a highest best use, right? So you may have to take a couple of steps backwards, slow down to speed up, but I can guarantee you, you can find the time. Worst case, and you know, not that we advocate for burning yourself into the ground, but I, I was an employee, employee once. I can't even say that word, employee once. (laughs) And you know, if something had to get done, if I needed to do a system and process, and I couldn't do it while running the team, like at one stage, I was the national operations manager. The New South Wales State Manager and the number one recruitment consultant in the company. Yep. Like I have got a few fucking monkeys on my back right there, <laughs> and I and I had to do all of the forecasting and build out like the circular reference spreadsheets. Can you hear me dying? Like, this is... <laughs> but I just knew that if, to get it done to save myself the pain in the future and the stress and the and the nightmares. A couple of Friday nights, earphones on, glass of wine smashing out the spreadsheets, yep. get it done, pay dividends for me. Yep,
0: yep. Right? Will, for everyone. Will and, for everyone.
1: And definitely did for everyone. But it meant it just made my life, oh, my God, so much more easy on the general day-to-day side of things. So for me, a small price to pay to do it. So I'm, what I'm saying there is I hear a lot of people give me excuses and if they really fucking look at it and take away the excuse, <laughs> they can make it happen. <laughs> Ooh.
0: So on oh. that note, everyone. Don't feed the monkeys. You're not at the zoo, so don't feed the monkeys. (laughs) Try and get rid of them. (laughs) So no excuses. Number one, Jade's number one is no excuses. Just fucking do it. Do it. (laughs) Number two, what are you doing? You're actually putting together processes and procedures so that anyone can do it, barring the technical bit, okay? You hire technical people to do technical things, but it's all the other stuff that costs you a whole heap of time. So just do it do all the processes, and no excuses again. Just do it.
1: (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. And podcast team, put a link in there somewhere for the problem-solving template to go through all the shit that we went through with Kyle yesterday to come up with this idea.
0: (laughs) Jam-packed. Lots of links for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Can't wait to see you on the next one. Wherever you see us, make sure you subscribe. Thanks, everyone.
1: Awesome. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Team Engineered podcast. Are you ready to build a kick-ass team, weaponize your workforce, and live an epic life? If so, connect with us at www.teamengineered.com. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.